A billion years ago, there was nothing but space Then one of God's wet farts blew all the planets in place There were no signs of life on Mars or Venus But planet Earth was blessed with two baby geniuses Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, tell us something we don't know Hello! Welcome to the loneliest episode of Baby Geniuses of all time. <laughs> this is weird. This is the first time we've ever started the show with us being the only two people in the room. I feel insane already. Yeah, Marcus is not here. None of our guests are here yet. Um, so, you know, this is what we're really like when we're alone. <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> um, this is our third to last episode before I go to L.A.? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're doing a couple more. Oh, my God, I'm not ready to go at all. I've been packing all week, Uh and I still have so much stuff that's not in a suitcase. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's weird to try and figure out what I'm going to – because it's it's the same existential crisis as every time you move where you're like, oh, I want this thing that I haven't worn in a year. Yeah. I'm like – You don't need that. It's not like I'm going to – all of a sudden become the kind of person who wears that once I move to L.A. Yeah, I've just been packing. It's been difficult. Um, Yeah, all of a sudden I'm, like, worried that – I'm like, oh, now I need to get rid of all this stuff, but I don't have time to – anyway, this is boring. Can you leave stuff behind? Yes, I can. I'm going to come back. I think you should just pack light because you're going to want to, like, shop for new stuff when you're in L.A. because you're going to have all this money because you have a new job. And Oh, my God. I need to be careful not to spend my money before I have it because I'm already, like, in my mind. I'm just, like, seamlessing. Like, I'm ordering food to be delivered, like, almost every day. Yeah, you ordered a milkshake and a slice of pizza (laughs) seamless the other day. Yeah. Fuck yeah. That's what I'm going to miss about New York is that you can you can order on the Internet a slice of pizza to be delivered to your house. I'm pretty sure you can do that in L.A. too. I don't know. It's a modern city. I'll let you know when I get there. <laughs> but delivery is not as big there because everyone has their own car, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, you just got back from your book tour. That's right. How um, was it? It was good. Uh, I have a lot more respect for comedians now. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you. it was not as high as it could have been <laughs> before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was pretty high. But, uh, yeah, I've definitely been working at getting over my stage fright. Um, been having to do a lot of readings of my book for people. and um, I imagine it's it should give you less respect because it's gotten easier the more you've done it, right? It has, but I understand now what it feels like when you tell your joke that everyone always laughs at and the one audience just doesn't like it. Yeah, and you're like, what you're is like, going on? Why? What's wrong with you people? And then a lot of audiences are just really quiet and polite, and it doesn't mean they don't like it. It's yeah. just like they're just. They just don't know that they're supposed to be laughing. I guess so. I don't know. Like the audience in LA was oddly silent. And even they didn't even laugh at like my usual asides. And then they all cracked up at the one comic I read that I read on. I read it by mistake. I put on the wrong slideshow and I read this one comic, uh, Rejected Pets, that nobody ever laughs at. And so I took it. I took it off my regular slideshow and then I read it and they all fucking lost their minds. So that's so frustrating. Just like you're just like, I can't learn from this at all. I know. But, um, yeah, different audiences are different. But every so often it's really fun when you find the audience that thinks the same stuff is funny that you think is funny. That's the best. Yeah. And my favorite thing is, like, while I'm reading it, I'll occasionally pause. If, I if like, one of my drawings, I look at it and I'm just like, oh, this is the dumbest thing ever. Why am I showing this? I'll just say, oh, this is so stupid. And then the whole audience cracks up. 
They love that. That's cute. <laughs> I I always find it really gratifying if like uh, yeah if if they if they laugh at something that I didn't realize was funny. Yeah, that's that's nice. Or like if you make a mistake and then comment on it. That's yeah. always really funny. It's fun. Riffing's um, fun. It's I always all, I, I, when you I, get a spontaneous laugh, that's the best. Yeah, I like it when people in the audience actually say stuff. Like uh, I showed one drawing of like a bad sex position I don't like, and someone in the audience was just like, "Ew!" <laughs> <laughs> so I turned to them and I was like, "I told you these were the worst sex positions." <laughs> Everyone loved that. Um, so what cities did you go to? I went. I read in uh, Oakland, California, and then I went to Portland. Mm-hmm. And I did two shows there. One of them, I did this show called Livewire, where they made me read my review of Warhorse, but they wouldn't let me show any of the drawings because it's a live radio show. So it has oh, to be man. all audio. Um, but it was fun because I got to read it with Kristen Schaal, and she's the best. So oh, my God. That's she, so great. She just made it a million times funnier than oh, I would have even so known awesome. how to yeah, do. Yeah, what did she do? She just, like— Can we listen to it, by the way? Is that going to be Yeah, it's, it's going to come out. Um, yeah, she's on it. The episode. She does her own little, like, interview and sings some songs and stuff, but then she comes on during my segment. And um, she just, like, described my drawings in a way that made oh. them really funny and just kind of put in her own, like, asides. And, oh, that's great. Yeah. You know, I, acted you like a professional comedian. You told me when they were— when they were, when you told me that they were gonna have you do that without the slides, I was like, "Oh, that sucks for you," just because it's like I know I I was freaking. It's out. your medium. I was yeah. definitely having a shit fit, but, but. Um, it went fine. And then Kristen like made jokes. She was like, "And then later we're gonna eat food and then describe to you what it tastes like." <laughs> yeah. She's just the best. Yep. Just simply the best. Pretty much. Um, I had a exciting week. Also, oh yeah. Um. I got a mole removed from inside of my belly button uh-huh. uh, that had been there my whole life. Uh, it was like a – I don't know why I'm gesturing. Uh, Describe it. Describe <laughs> the mole. Use your words. It was like – it looked like a small dingleberry in my belly button. So it was brown? It was dark brown. And um, it had been there my whole life. And uh, you kind of – most people didn't notice it. Because it just looks dark, so it just looks like I have a deep belly button, oh, which I, I do. But when they saw it, were they like, you have something in there? Yeah, sometimes people were like, there's something in your belly button. And occasionally I would like, uh, at my old old job, I like, uh, I am one of my coworkers who was particularly gullible to be like, dude, I think I have some poop in my belly button. Look. <laughs> and then he looked over at me and I was just like showing it to him and he was like, oh! <laughs> You actually think that I have real poop in my belly button yeah, right now? Couldn't have you have you said, like, chocolate cake or something? <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you? You're the worst. <laughs> oh, God. I don't think that's on me. I think that's on him for believing it. So uh, why'd you get it removed? Like vanity or something? <laughs> no, it was kind of starting to crust up a oh. little bit. Yeah, see, I am the worst, and you're making me be the worst. Uh, no, I didn't make you. Well, I figure if I'm moving to L.A., I better start with the elective surgeries now. Oh, shit. You're uh, going all L.A. on us. I know. I've got to have a vanity belly button. <laughs> this is. It feels like the first time I've really had a belly button that I can, like, stick my finger inside it's of, which is weird. It's pretty great. It's weird. I don't know if mine's normal or not. Got to warn you, don't stick your finger in there too much because things will get weird in there. What do you mean? I don't know. It's just, like, gets infections really easily. And oh, shit. Yeah, don't mess with it. There's a whole episode of Ren and Stimpy about that. <laughs> And how you're not, uh, not supposed to mess with your belly button because you'll go into you'll go into a, like a portal into another world and also it'll get infected. Yeah. I don't know, I don't think that's medical. It's it's based, <laughs> it's, it's based on science. God, Ren and Stimpy is so gross. 
I loved it so much, but I it was so gross. It's like my whole worldview. There's formed there's by episodes it. of it that like I can't watch now as an adult because it's too gross. But as a kid, I loved it. Disturbing. Yeah. Anyway, I was at the. I went to the doctor to get it removed. Um, well, I didn't even know I wanted to get it removed really, but she was just like, "You might as well just, you know, while you're here." Yeah. Um, she was like, "You could wait and see, but you might as well." Like, and so they like had to like reach in with the forceps and like pull it out. And then they just like snipped it off, and she did it hurt? They had like they had they uh, numbed it. They yeah, they numbed me. Okay, good. Um, Ugh. it hurt like hell for like three days afterward. Mm. Um, and it's like my anytime I moved my core, which yeah. apparently was a lot. Um, it was just like it was just it was horrible. But I I said to the doctor, I was like. She said something like, you know, if it's bothering you, you might as well get rid of it. And I was like, yeah. And I mean, plus it kind of looks like doo-doo. And she just goes, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't think you're allowed to agree with me about that. Well, I don't blame her. I mean, I mean, it did look like doo-doo. And that was the basis of an entire prank you pulled. So I, mean, yeah. I don't know if I'd call that a prank. That seems like a solid a medical little... opinion to me. Yeah. <laughs> that looks like shit. Um, <laughs> what um, else do we want to talk about? Well, so my boyfriend is also going to get some abdominal surgery soon. Oh, yeah. He, he has a hernia and it's so gross. I touched hernia. it. It's nasty. You can't tell by looking at it that he's a hernia, but he'll make you touch it and it's just gross. Um, I love him, but <laughs> disgusting. And then he Googled his surgeon that he's going to get the surgery by and he found this blog from 2009 that's really terrifying. A blog that the surgeon wrote? Yes. Um, the surgeon wrote about a patient that passed away. I don't know if he passed away during surgery or what, but he wrote, patients pass and go, but sometimes ones leave special marks. Beautiful people living beautiful lives. What a beautiful buzz. What a beautiful buzz. What a beautiful buzz. Oh, what a beautiful buzz. What a beautiful buzz. Rest in peace. What the f- Fuck. If you read that, would you cancel surgery with that surgeon? I don't know. <laughs> <Sean's> nodding. <laughs> Our guest is nodding. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of weird stuff about that. That is a weird blog entry. And he has another blog entry about how he went to the dentist and got nitrous oxide and how fucking trippy and bizarre it was and how he yeah. just went on a, an, on a wonderful journey. And I'm like, what the fuck? So, like, okay. What the fuck? Yeah. Either the patient died on the table, which yeah. is wildly inappropriate for him to be, like, writing a poem but about But a beautiful it. buzz, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I don't even know what to say about this, just that Adam should probably find a different surgeon because yeah, it's I mean, terrifying. But it's also, it's like, okay, so you're, like, a weird emo person. It doesn't necessarily mean you're not a good doctor. Right. But it does mean that, like, if Adam dies, his doctor might write a weird poem about him. I guess if he really likes him. Yeah. So he, if he doesn't change surgeons, he should just make sure not to make an impression on him. Yeah. Don't, don't form a personal – I had a friend one time – this is fucked up. I had a friend one time who, when he was, I might have told you about this, when he was like 20, his dentist, who was like a 30-something woman, started like hitting on him, sending him like emails, being like, you're such a special guy. That is so many people's dream. Really? That their dentist would start hitting on them. I mean, I know it's yours. (laughs) (laughs) No. Not now that I found out he's inept. And oh yeah, can't fucking but fill a tooth. But before that, you had a you had a crush on him. A but bit. isn't that? I mean, that's that's weird, right? 
Yeah, that's really, really It's weird to think that someone would look inside your mouth and still want to hit it. Yeah. Because the inside nice of the mouth is gross. Did he respond? Did he? He he was asking me for advice about what to do. Was and she I was hot? Like, I don't know. I, that was my question. I don't know. This was a while ago. This was like eight years ago. I should try and find, you know. Yeah, we need a follow up. I need a follow up. I'll 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 look into it for you guys. I'll see if I can suss out. I don't think he ever hooked up with her. Yeah. I mean, it was also like his dentist back home when we were in college. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he was home that much. And I think she was, like, engaged or something. I think she was just having, like, cold feet and hitting on her. But still, that is so unprofessional. Yeah. And the will... fact that he was totally surprised by it was, like, it's not like he was sending out signals. It's the kind of thing that's, like, incredibly inappropriate and terrible, except for the one case in which it's, like, In which it really, works, and then it's really like, ah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, let's do one on fun. Lisa. Yes. If you could live on the moon for a month without needing, like, you know, food or bathrooms or anything like that. Okay. Um, but you couldn't talk to anyone about it when you got back. Oh. Not uh, even you? Not e- not anyone. Okay. Would you do it? No. Me no. neither. No, I hate space travel. <laughs> you you don't know that, but I'm you hate the sure. idea of it. I've read a bunch of books about it and I'm pretty sure I'd hate it. Yeah. It's claustrophobic. It's like Yeah. I've seen Okay, no this gravity. is a question that your, I've asked your, other people. Your bone density goes down because you're there's no gravity. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. I've talked to other people about this, and everyone's like, uh, yeah, duh, no question. I'm like, I don't think you would. What if you could tell, talk to one person about it? Um, no, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. No. I guess I'm just not very adventurous. Yeah. Me neither. Yep. That's fine. I'm fine with Earth. Emily, what's your favorite thing about airplanes, and what's your least favorite thing about airplanes? <laughs> <laughs> come from <laughs> i don't know i just flew in a whole bunch of airplanes oh yeah <laughs> and we're talking about my question was about like living on the moon and you're just like i know I'm very impressed. and you're just trying to set me up for like a bad hacky <laughs> stand-up routine uh-huh. <laughs> what's the deal with the black box <laughs> why don't they make the whole airplane out of the black box <laughs> uh my least favorite thing about airplanes is um you know the fact that you have so little space yeah. and that people – there's always people who don't travel on the plane with you yeah. and they don't know – like I travel all the time. So I'm like I've got my shit down. I know exactly like when to put the seat up, when to put the seat back. It drives me crazy. I Sarah Schaefer was talking about this in her John Oliver set that she taped last night that like when other people don't turn off their devices when they're supposed to. Yeah. Airplane news. Mm. So mad. Yeah. And even when they're just, like, openly defiant about it, I'm just like, just fucking turn it off. I do that sometimes. Or, like, someone will um, put the seat back when they're not supposed to put the seat back. And yeah. if they're in front of me, I'm like, me I'm not going to put my seat back. So yeah. you're just – and even if it doesn't even bother me that much, it just makes me so mad. I love when other people follow the rules. So um, that's your favorite thing about airplanes? That's my they- favorite. <laughs> no. I don't have a favorite thing about airplanes except for that there's free drinks and sometimes TV. And they get you where you need to go. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty amazing to be in California and New York on the same day. 
That's pretty cool. It's very cool. Yeah. Can I tell you one thing I don't like about airplanes? Yeah. I know this is off <laughs> off track here. But when they give you the safety demonstration and they talk about how when the when the masks drop from the thing and you're supposed to put them on, they don't explain why masks would suddenly drop from the ceiling. They're sort of like if we lose cabin pressure, just, you know. What do you mean? Don't question Isn't it. Isn't it clear? Just put on the mask. Why would you lose cabin pressure all of a sudden? There's, I just don't understand the scenario in which – you would if, like, the those. engine goes down and, like, something. Uh, can I talk? Yeah. Or, sure. uh, altitude. Yeah. So, like, yeah, it's, it's basically a pressure thing. So there's a sensor that senses that you're losing altitude. And if you start you, crashing. Yeah, That's start crashing. so terrifying. And the way they present the information is just like, oh, if masks drop, put them on. But, they, like, but w- explain more about maybe. Because you can, because you, you, you can. Like suffocate, you can. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they you, don't you explain more because they don't want you to have a panic attack. About it's basically it. the equivalent of you being up there in the sky with that amount. Like, the, the, the right. air is so thin, it's like the equivalent of you being outside the plane. That's what it is. Like, it's <laughs> just you, like, like, losing air. So that's why they just put it on. And also, they can't be, like, in the in the event of a horrible crash, you'll die if you don't put these. Like, they, ha- yeah. they can't be really brutal about it. That's they can't, what I want. They, they <laughs> <laughs> I just want as much information as possible, even if it's... I can handle it. They're trying to sell want... tickets still. They don't want to <laughs> be like, this could be a death ride. Please welcome our guest. Uh, he's a very funny comedian. You can see him on the upcoming season of uh, Adam Devine's House Party. That's correct. Uh, please welcome Sean Donnelly. Yay! Yay! Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. How um, are you? Okay, so let's do Wiki of the Week. This week's, you want to do yours or should I do mine? Do yours. Okay, this week's Wikipedia page was sent to us by Jacob Haller, um, and it's the Wikipedia page for Sweater Curse. Knitters use the term sweater curse or curse of the love sweater to describe a situation in which a knitter gives a hand-knit sweater to a significant other who quickly breaks up with the knitter. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's like a a voodoo sweater? It's not 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 a a superstition, but it's just like a common thing where it's like if you start knitting someone a sweater, you have to acknowledge the risk that they're going to break up with you right afterward. Because it's such a big... It's a really common thing. In an alternative formulation, the relationship will end before the sweater is even completed. The belief is widely discussed in knitting publications, and some knitters claim to have experienced it. A recent poll indicates that 15% of active knitters say they have experienced the sweater curse firsthand. (laughs) And 41% consider it a possibility that should be taken seriously. I don't know if I'm really comfortable with the word knitter. (laughs) (laughs) You've said it a lot. Despite its name, the sweater curse is treated in knitting literature not as a superstition governed by paranormal forces, but rather as a real-world pitfall of knitting that has real-world explanations and solutions. Wow. Several plausible mechanisms for the sweater curse have been proposed, but has not been studied systematically. How has science not gotten on this one? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Maybe just that pesky AIDS to cure. Yeah. Maybe we should, we should look at the, the knitter curse. Yeah, we don't want knitters to be sad. I didn't yeah. realize there was this much thought put into sweaters. I had no idea oh, that yeah. there was this much of a world. There's like a, there's like a, a, a population of people who knit who have like yeah. their own – yeah. Well, because like, it's such a time-consuming thing to make one sweater. Yeah. Right. So they go into groups and they, yeah, and they it's become like, like colonies. Of, People get right. really into it. Like quilting, it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. The existence of the phenomenon is anecdotal and may be related to confirmation bias, 
which we love talking about. Oh, yeah. Knitters may remember breakups more clearly after giving a hand-knit sweater, which represents a significant investment of money, typically over $100, effort, around 100,000 stitches. Yeah, yarn's expensive, yeah. man. Time, as much as a year, and romantic imagination. So um, it's it's tricky because it's like, because you're knitting it for someone, you're thinking about them while you're making it. Yeah. So it's probably putting this like weird pressure yeah. on the relationship that they don't even know about. Because you're obsessing over them as yeah. you're yeah. Because they're popping into your head more than not, and then you're and you're trailing off, and you're going, oh, this, they're, they're going to love this gift. Where are they right now? Why haven't I heard from them? What are they yeah. doing? <laughs> yeah. So they, they, and that turns into they're cheating on me. I'm yeah. like, Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a bunch of explanations for why it happens or like why it exists. Um, one of them is unlucky timing. Knitting a sweater takes a long time and the relationship dies of natural causes during its making. That's probably the, the most common thing. Um, rescue mission. The knitter senses subconsciously that the relationship is about to end and knits a sweater as a dramatic gesture to wow, save it. That's, that's, a, that's a good guess. Yeah. yeah. Instead of getting pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, the way healthier, the, the way well, healthier the option. Thing, like you know how, like a lot of times, people will wait until after the holidays to break up with someone. Yeah. If you're knitting someone a sweater for Christmas and then they break up with you after Christmas. Okay, yeah. that's one. Yeah. Catalyst for analyzing the relationship. Giving or receiving a significant gift, such as a sweater, may cause either the giver or receiver to evaluate the relationship. Yeah. You're thinking about them a lot. For example, the gift may seem too intimate, too domestic, or too binding to the significant other, especially if it's too small. It can be seen as a signal that makes them realize that the relationship is not reciprocal, prompting them to end the relationship before it involves obligations. Wow. So it's like makes someone uncomfortable that you give them a sweater. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I, would you be uncomfortable if you were given a sweater? I don't, I don't think. I think it depends I, I on how things about are a sweater. going. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, that, but then that's happening already and that has yeah. nothing to do with the sweater. I can't imagine that if I'm dating someone long enough for them to knit me a sweater that I don't. That I'm like, oh, this is weird. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it takes a long time to knit a sweater. Yeah. Unless I, they started knitting it before we started dating. Yeah. <laughs> then I'd be like, this oh. This is for Emily when we date. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a male knitter and I'm going to – I'm making this for her. She's going to come to me and we're going to put a spell on this sweater. Oh, yeah. God. Aversion is another explanation. The significant other may simply not want to wear anything hand-knit. A hand-knit sweater can also subject them to ridicule, either because the sweater looks bad or conveys overly domestic connotations. This one's huge because most hand-knit sweaters look kind of funky. Yeah. Yeah. That's another thing. Maybe what happens is... You're making an ugly handed sweater. Yeah. They don't like. They like are put off by you're the ugly thing. Just handing them made. a burden. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're yeah. handing them like a, a chore to yeah. give away. <laughs> um, and also, let's be honest. The, sadder than sweaters is the person who wrote this Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> like this is way too much thought this is, on this topic. This is a collaborative. I mean, oh, this, people this jo- Wikipedia joining page in, yeah. took less time than a sweater for one. Definitely, day. It definitely. Yeah. But did, it's yeah. also like a collaborative thing from like the knitting community. But yeah, it is. <laughs> it's weird that there's so much. Infer- this is why we love doing this segment because there's always Wikipedia. Just weird but, pages. Just weird, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, misdirected attention is another explanation. The knitter loves their sweater a little too much and <laughs> pesters the significant other about the sweater instead of working on their relationship. No. Alternatively, the knitter loves to knit too much and spends too much time with their knitting instead of with the significant other. See, I feel like that happens with the, also with a family sweater. Like you have like, oh, the, oh, the one your yeah. grandma, your aunt made for you and you're not wearing it. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. That's always the worst. Yeah. Delusion. The knitter imagines incorrectly that their significant other likes them and is not disillusioned before knitting the sweater and giving it to them. 
So that's basically the same thing. And then the last explanation was different valuation for handcrafts. Oh, I like this one. The knitter sees the sweater as a significant thing, having chosen the pattern and color carefully and having invested hours of labor. The recipient sees the sweater as a thing that can be bought at the Gap for $35. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, like, the, like it changes their view of the person because they could have just bought out, went out and bought a sweater? Yeah, because they, they just but, don't see it as – they don't see the work that went into it. Oh, well, but how can you not? Like, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, how can you not? And also, chances are – well, see, by this, this point, is why, should, this is why you're a married you, man is because you understand these things. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I understand nuances. Yeah. Uh, but like, also, how do you not? You're not. By the time you're somebody knits you a sweater, hope, like if, if it's a if it's a healthy amount of time they're doing it, and they'll know that you knit anyway. So it's like it's, you're not going to be surprised when you get a sweater from them. Like, you shouldn't be surprised when you get a sweater. Yeah. You're like, oh, I know she knits. So well, that's why they recommend. Um, Knitters have been advised to match the knitted gift to the stage in the relationship. Oh, my God. Beginning with hats, mittens, scarves, or socks before graduating to sweaters. So sweater is like the biggest. I was just thinking the same thing. Um, (laughs) Many knitters wait until marriage before making a sweater for a significant other (laughs) or ask their affiance to sign a prenitual agreement. That's not a real thing. Prenitual. That's just somebody just fucking around. Yeah. Common sense advice to knitters is that they should determine whether the recipient would ever wear a hand-knitted sweater. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. a good call. Um, my mom <laughs> my mom knits me tons of, of clothing, and, like, 75% of it I can't wear. Like, it just doesn't work at all. So I'll just be like, thank you, and then I'll just kind of keep it for, like, years. My clo- It is kind of a yeah. burden. Yeah. Like, yeah. But, but some of it is really good, and I wear it forever. So The good thing yeah. is, it, like, I think a lot of times the, the stuff that's knit for you is by, like, older members of your family, and yeah. they will forget that they gave it to you. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, that's nice. Because like, yeah. they're supposed to get you clothes anyways. I had a thing where I got my – but the reverse is that the older members of your family will wear – Anything you've gotten them. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like yeah. My, my grandma, when I was in second grade, I got her these ugly, giant green <laughs> earrings that were, like, heavy. And I got them from the corner store of my house. And I swear, every year for Christmas, she came over in those earrings. Like, like the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> it was well, rough. there's the other thing, too, where they you can like just, like. Hurt. It was, like, yeah. dead. Yeah. It's better to give gifts like that to people who you're not going to see all the time. Because yes. then you, they, you can, they have the option of just wearing it when they're around you to make you think that they wear it all the time. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. my wife like, will get me shirts that I'll either I'll wear a couple of times and I'll get sick of wearing them. And she'll be like, well, I got, I got you this shirt. I don't know why you're not wearing it. Like, oh, she'll get mad yeah. at that a little bit. And that's just buying the thing. So yeah. imagine creating it. Oh, oh my, my god! god. Yeah. yeah, I like to. Um, I I just told my parents like just never buy me clothes. Just pajamas are fine. Yeah, because I'll wear any kind of pajamas. You know, me too. that's the stage that I'm at with my mom is because she'll yeah. she'll go to like Sears. And then just get me tons of shirts that I don't like. Yeah. Oh, God. And, then I, and I have to, like, leave my closet for a year and not wear. Yeah. And now I'm just like, all right, just give me a gift certificate. That's fine. Okay, we're back. Yay. With Sean Donnelly. Oh, Thank you there. so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Um, we've been trying to get you on for a while, so I'm glad you're here. Um <laughs> Uh, we had a few things we wanted to talk to you about. <laughs> Do the, pressing issues besides pressing knitting? Issues. Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty appropriate Wikipedia page considering what else we're talking about today. That's true. Which is Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, I love Murder, I love murder She Wrote. Oh, I my love, God. I, so, yeah, let's get into this. Is this something that you watched as a kid or just as an adult? Uh, you're... It's something I watched as a kid. Like yeah. so, so I would go to my my 
nanny's house, my grandma's house mm. in New Jersey, and then we'd watch it together. Yeah. But, but that's how I got into Golden Girls. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, but then it carried over because, like, I when when Netflix got it, I watched all of them on Netflix. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. And then also, my sister got me DVDs for Christmas. <laughs> She got me like, like it's my two old seasons. Jessica Fletcher here. Yeah, so. you know what it is. It's like comforting to me. TV is my friend. Like I love TV with a passion. Mm-hmm. Like I really, it really. Me too. Like there's moments where I like get like if I'm if I'm watching commercials, I'll, it'll make me feel safe. I don't know. I don't. It's really weird. It's wow. really yeah. It's really. I really sound crazy saying it, but like no. But they they. Sense. It's designed to make you if, feel like yeah. that. There's never going to be like a, a scene of gloom in a commercial unless it's for like an apocalyptic video game. And even then, I'm like, ah, get off the TV. What are you doing on there? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Exactly, and yeah. certain shows are like that too. It's it's it's, and that's what Murder She Wrote is. So like, yeah. if I'm watching Murder She Wrote, it's very safe feeling, and you like, you want to be in that universe. Almost. Like I watch Psych. You ever watch Psych? It's yeah. a good show. It's not yeah. a bit, people shit on Psych because it's not like hip. But it's yeah. a really funny show, <laughs> and it's yeah, it's really funny. Yeah, it's like and, Monk, and, yeah, it's All like of Monk. Kind of yeah, like I love light, Monk. Lighthearted murder shows. Yes, yes, yeah. they're the best. Yeah, and it's so funny. These are all my mom's favorite like. shows. Oh, they're the best. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. and it's so funny too because you're right. That's the best way to put them. Lighthearted murder shows. Yeah, and they're, like, they're family friendly murder shows. They're family friendly yeah. murder shows. I and I think the reason why they're able to keep it light is like every murder. It's never because of like big social forces. It's never like I'm impoverished. I don't have resources. I murdered because I. <laughs> I have to. It's yeah. always like I'm an evil millionaire, and this is the only one I'm going to do. And yeah. then he gets stopped. Or, or it's yeah. a romantic thing, or it's yeah. like, a, yeah, or it's like yeah. a crime of passion, or a whatever. Crime of passion, yeah, yeah. And it's and it's it's pretty funny because the, at the end of the day, what you are dealing with is dead bodies. Like there's dead bodies in yeah. it, and, and old people love it. <laughs> it's weird yeah. that like, your grandma is like, I love the show with all the dead bodies. Well, because yeah. it's probably also distracting too from. The Don't. way they're actually gonna die, yeah. <laughs> which it makes it more sexy. exciting. Like, yeah. maybe I'll die that way. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's like no matter what happens, there's gonna be justice because an, uh, a sassy old lady is gonna right. solve the crime. She's gonna for figure me. it. Out. A, a nosy uh, mystery writer is gonna get in the middle, yeah. of it. and at the end, it'll be solved in an hour. That's another thing. They're like, okay. That's probably why they like those shows because they're not like – it's not like a, like The Killing where it's like two seasons to find out. Like, oh, yeah. Old people probably like, I don't have much time, so let me get a show that's done in an hour. That yeah. I, <laughs> that there's no cliffhangers. It's like <laughs> – it must be what it's like to have sex as a man, to just know you're going to come every time. <laughs> 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 you're right. Having sex as a man is like being a senior citizen that's about to die. <laughs> Every time. I just mean like it's like watching an episode of Murder, She Wrote. In that scenario, coming is dying. (laughs) No. Coming is solving the murder. Oh, coming is solving the murder. You go into the episode knowing you're going to find out who the murderer is. Narrative closure. (laughs) Yeah. That's the payoff. Yeah. Yeah. And then like anytime they do a to be continued, it's blue balls. (laughs) (laughs) And so for girls, it must be lost. Lost. Yeah. Yeah. The plot of Lost is yeah. is a girl's orgasm. Is that what yeah. you're saying? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Or sometimes it's like Mad Men, where you're like, I don't even know what that was about. Yeah, what that part mean? <laughs> well, in both of those, you're drinking gin at the end. Yeah. <laughs> there was somebody tap dancing. I don't know if it was real or not. Yeah, you're like, it was definitely sexy, but I don't even know if it was sex. <laughs> Does <laughs> this figure in later? What is yeah. this? <laughs> it set up some themes, but I don't know if anything really happened. Um, uh, so you, 
I yeah, my mom is a big Murder She Wrote fan. Okay, and she's at that point now where she has forgotten how they end. Like yeah. so, she'll watch episodes that she's seen before. She'll be like, "Oh, I've seen this one. I forget who did it." <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and like, then it's kind of yeah. It's well, get, she's not she's not sick or anything. She just forgot. Yeah, no, no, okay, she's not okay, sick. Okay, she's okay. just like did a lot of drugs in the sixties. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a great payoff. You just yeah, all, all over and it you. kind of I feel like it gives her a little bit of a head start on. Um, solving it too. Yeah. You know? Like she feels smarter like watching she'll, it. Maybe she'll figure it out a little sooner because she already knows deep down who did yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's some one, there's ones that I watch because even when that Netflix had it was a few years ago. So like there's some, if I pop it on now, I don't even know if they still have it, but if I was popping on yeah. now, I think I think that happens to me too where I'm like, I haven't seen this one. And then I start watching and I go, I bet you he did. And I go, oh wait, I did. <laughs> okay. Well, so for, if anyone hasn't seen Murder, She Wrote, how would you describe this show to someone who didn't know what it was? Um, <laughs> it's it's about, an, okay, do you mean the actual, pl- just the, the storyline of the show? Yeah, yeah. It's about a an older it's a, okay there's this, there's this mystery writer named Jessica Fletcher her husband dies she she's a retired english teacher so she starts writing these books these mystery books mm-hmm. but as she starts writing these books she just falls ass backwards into all these murders <laughs> like every episode she's falling and like she just comes upon a murder and she helps solve the murder with with the police. Yeah. So every episode is is this retired English teacher, mystery writer who is solving a murder with the police and who's like a genius mm-hmm. and she figures out everything. So how would you So first of all, <laughs> we that, never Does that make sense? No. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense, but it raises the question of is the show is each episode of the show one of her mystery books? Like, what is sort of, like, the meta met, – like, because we um, never see her writing yeah. except in the opening credits. Oh, so that's how you think they – you're explaining away why she's around murder so much? It's like the, the turn – that would be a good explanation. It should have just been that at the end. I don't think it was. I forget what happens at the end of the whole series. Yeah. It should have been that, like – it turns – it just hard at the, at the typewriter writing and this has all been – Yeah. It's book all after been, book yeah. after book or, or The way three Roseanne books. ended. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what it should have been. But I don't think – I think it was just a straight up – they never wanted yeah. – you know how they explained it? By having her move to New York. <laughs> That's what they did. They had really? it. First, what it was, was it was stuff happening in our town. And I think they realized, hey, this is supposed to be a nice, Cabot Cove is supposed yeah, to be a nice town. Yeah, it's supposed to be a nice small town. There yeah. can't be like a hundred <laughs> murders a murders going on. <laughs> and, and also, there's a sheriff. There's not a whole police force. Yeah. So this guy's not going to be able to solve all this. <laughs> so, and like, the people going to move to this town. <laughs> if there's all these murders going on, people will just stop moving to this town. So what they did was they had her nephew, Grady, who lived in like Boston or something. Something they had her like go visit him a lot, oh, yeah. and then and then he got a job at like a, a theater, and then like there was a murder there. So it was always like, okay, well that that's feasible because she she wasn't by happenstance she got there <laughs> yeah. and the murder happened. Like it wasn't in her town over yeah. and over and over again all these murders. And then when they got sick of those plot lines where she was going to visit aunts and uncles and yeah. cousins or whatever else, they were like, all right, just let's. She, her books are becoming big, so she moved to New York, and then uh. in New York you can have. Endless amount of murders. Endless amount of murders. <laughs> Endless amount of murders in New York. <laughs> so that's how they explained that away. I think they were actually happening in the in the thing. You I think they were because right I don't think they were like the type of TV people want. These weren't Twin Peaksy, yeah. meta type people. They were just like, let's just tell these stories. See, and entertain old people. I'm not saying it was like thought through or that it was something that we were even supposed to think about. But that's the way I it's, just thought yeah. it was like kind of like the weird subtext of it was like she's a mystery writer. This is what she's really writing about. But then it's but then it's weird to be like to have the main character in your mystery novels be some a mystery writer or to yeah. be 
But then that's the main character in a mystery show. So it's weird. There's it, like layers yeah. that kind of fold in on. It's a know. much it's a much relaxed uh, yeah. adaptation. It's I like, guess the the explanation for her being a mystery writer is that that is what helps her solve the murders. Yes, that's what it is. Okay. Like, well, yeah. yeah, that's why she becomes a mystery writer because she's so good at that. Like, she's perceptive. Did, did, yeah. Like deduction, like deduction and stuff like that. So, like the other thing is, the, like, kind of pokes a hole in if it. It should have been what you said, but yeah. another thing is, on numerous occasions she'll go places and people <laughs> will mention the names of her books. And I love this book. I love that book. And yeah. there's also a lot of shots of – there is a lot of shots of her writing books. Yeah. And then she – there's sometimes she – how do I know – remember all this? <laughs> there's some shots of her going to book signings and then something will happen there. Or her, She's going on a book tour and she's doing that. Oh, so yeah. she is working as a writer as she's in the thing. Yeah, that's but, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it kind of justifies how she can afford to live in – you know, a nice house in Maine. For, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I think her f- husband Frank built the house. Yeah. I, th- <laughs> I also feel like there's it's it's kind of wish fulfillment for like older women, for sure. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It totally Adventure. is. That's why I tapped into that whole that that whole group of of, of, of people that whole all those women because yeah. they were like. It was. It's like they're living a fantasy. Like, what's most? What are most retired women doing? They're like, like they're just hanging out. Gardening. Or widows. Yeah, they're gardening. Just, Knitting. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're yeah. <laughs> going to church. Whatever it is. So they were like, oh my god, this this could be me. This is me. Like I'm living. You know, I, yeah. love, I love Jessica Fletcher. She's my friend. She, <laughs> yeah. I have a friend who solves mysteries. I'm sure there must have been tons of older women who lost their mind a little bit and really thought they were friends with Jessica and probably yeah. wrote the studio letters. And was, imagine if the internet was around when that show was on, you'd have all these older women that knew how to use the internet, like emailing. Oh. And, wow. you know, yeah, that is going to be weird when like our generation gets really old. Oh yeah, yeah. The, 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 we're going to be like so the much first access. generation that is like really getting old on the internet. Oh totally, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because I mean, there are old people on the shit. internet now, but it's for the most part, it's like the most capable, like oh, alert with it. So many senile tweets. <laughs> 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 Just the same tweet over and yeah. over again. Oh man, that's going to be so weird. Yeah, I. That She's is tweeting like the about weird... grape nuts just for forty yeah. times in a row. Yeah, that's the weird thing about even like you know what we what we do of just like trying to like. Very low level being public figures in any way. But, yeah. like, when you get to a certain point, there's going to be crazy people who really think they know you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Does oh, that scare you about um, pursuing? Well, I, I've had, like, <gasps> not, not, not like, not like to the point of, like, what they could probably get to with some, some of these people. Like, yeah. But I have, like, a, just a weird, I've had weird interactions on Facebook, but not like, and, I, and I'm at, you're, you're going to talk the lowest level. Like, yeah. I'm talking people that have been to, like, shows, you know, like we, yeah. like we do shows and stuff. And, and I've had, and I had, like, this one kid contact me, and it was really, really strange. It doesn't happen really? often, but I mean, like, to the point where the reason I bring it up is because that made me realize how bad it could probably get, depending on how big, how, how more known you get. You know what I'm oh, saying? Wow. Like, oh my, yeah, it was like, it was Why, like, what did he write? He was, like, writing. Uh, well, he might he listen asking, to this, right? He no. might. He might listen to this. Yeah. He might actually. But um, it's fine. I'm not saying his name. But he was like, I don't think I'm gonna get a comedy. And at first, I was very, <laughs> I was very nice, and I was like trying to help him out. And I even called him on the phone to give him advice about try to give him advice about comedy. And I was like, Yeah. Oh wow, so that's he, very nice of you. Right. So he yeah. sent me a bunch of stuff, and I was like, I'll give him the best advice I can give. I don't know, you know, what to tell you, and. And then he like, and then every day he started just writing me like, "Hey, so what's up? What's up? What's up? What's oh, every day?" Blah, 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 blah. And then, and then it got creepy. Where he's like, I'm, "He's like, well, what I, how do I start making money in comedy?" And I go, "Well, I'm barely making any money yeah. in comedy, so I yeah. don't know, and I don't know how to do it." And then he, go, and then I'm like, "So you, what you do is you just do it, and you get better, and, and things will happen." And then I'm saying that, and he's like, "Well, what, what city? Where should I? I want to move to New York and whatever it is." So what happened, ended up happening was 
he wrote me this like he's so you know I go, maybe what you should do is this is well, I'm not gonna say who it is but like I go move to the city near you and there's a certain city so then he just writes me a whole list of he's like like he, a whole diatribe about the city about and why he doesn't want to move there no about he's wants to move he's like it's oh. like a, he's like this this city's like a shot of adrenaline in my stomach and like da 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 and it's going off in this long descriptive thing that I think he thought was like a creative thing to write like, yeah. like I was gonna be like wow that was that was a cool like yeah. slam poet or I'm slam poet right. or something yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 right exactly but I, but I was like I was just like uh, I was just scared I was just like I'm not scared shitless because it, was, yeah. it wasn't that big of a deal but I mean like it was like oh I can see how people can get weird now so then yeah. I, and then also like. And that's me. So, of course, I'm not, like, actually scared. But I'm looking at it like, okay, if I was a woman, I'd be even more scared. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not that I'm saying, like, you, people can handle themselves. But I'm like, it just must happen so no, much yeah. more. No, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. definitely, like, if a, if a woman is stalking you, Because it has that sexual man angle to it. Yeah. To yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Because, you know. Oh, yeah. Aside from, like, misery, it's normally, like, men that are trapping women. Right, in, like, totally. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Just um, super aggressive. Yeah. And tying them to shit. And, 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 yeah, it's hard because it's, like, I, for the most part, I'm, like, excited whenever people are, like, you know, mm-hmm. into what I'm doing. Right. Yeah. Because it's mostly, mostly, it's mostly really awesome. cool yeah. messages. Yeah, 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 yeah. It really is. And normal and, like, you know. I got I got stopped in the street for, like, the second time in my life the other day about oh, it. Really? And I was like, wow. And, like, and then he, and to the point where somebody goes, I'm sorry to bother you. I go, you're not bothering me. This yeah. is <laughs> And that was, that was a normal dude. And then, he, and then he, I was like, thanks so much. And then he yeah. walked away and that was it. But then sometimes it just gets a little weird. Yeah. yeah. But, but I'm talking, like, rare. Like, it rarely happens to me. But I'm just saying, yeah. Yeah. Lisa yeah. was just talking about she was hanging out with Kristen Schaal in Portland and just like yeah she's not even oh. someone who would read as like so famous I had no can't. idea yeah. it was just people were just walking up to us all night all, all night, night long, to right? interrupt and, and just be like I'm so sorry to interrupt but can you take a picture with my friend I'm your biggest fan oh my god and yep. and it just constantly like I couldn't keep a conversation going because she got interrupted so often and maybe yeah. that's just in Portland where like she's more popular Ooh, but, like, it, it could be but, but I'm sure but she's but pretty like, well known yeah, that's yeah, why yeah, people yeah. join Soho House and shit you know what What's I mean Soho House? I mean, it's the, like uh, that like private club in New York no, the have to like yeah. pay dues to even go there. It's yeah. like private clubs that like famous people join just so they have a place to sit it's down. It's a break no and have like, a drink yeah. and chill out. Yeah. yeah. No, I believe that because when I was in Portland, and I think they're also because they're also probably very polite people that are doing this. Yeah. I, and I did. And she, town. she like she was so good about she all this. Really she cool was like, yeah. yeah, oh my god, yeah. But I, I was, she was exhausted, but like she didn't show it at it's all. It's funny, but because if you're hard, you probably do have to keep you check, keep yourself in check a little bit because. If it's over and over and over again and you really are trying to do something, I could see myself being like, fuck this. And then you have to think about it and go, oh, no, this is what I signed up for. This is like – Right. Yeah. right. Because wanted. all they're doing is being nice and asking for a picture. They're trying to – they're appreciating what you're doing, you know? Yeah. Like there was – when I was – I went to Portland uh, for Bridgetown two years ago. You went this past – you went two yeah. years ago also. You were there when I was there. Yeah, I've gone the last four years. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I went – and when I went, Maria Bamford was on that year and oh. I was on one of the shows that she was on. And there was people like – like some girl got to meet her and I didn't see this happen but somebody told me that – this girl was sh- shaking, physically shaking, like waiting oh, for. Wow. To, like, I've been that girl talking to Maria Bamford. <laughs> <laughs> I went up See, to that's, her that's... after a pilot taping, and I gave her a drawing of a pug. Oh, did you really? Uh, yeah, this was years and years ago. I love her. But, so, I, yeah. but I, as far as somebody who's like her, I bet like I can't can't imagine her not just loving that. You know? Yeah. yeah. I feel like it's she, a weird moment when you realize, like, I mean, it's like, let's say. 
it's just a weird moment when you realize, like, because for the person who's talking to them, like, when you're talking to someone that you're a big fan of, yeah. it's so meaningful to mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you are, but think about, like, if if 10 different people came up to you and said the same thing in one day, mm-hmm. you, I would you say, wouldn't I would... remember all 10 of them. No. No, no way. There's no. no way. But that's what happens. Like, I remember when I was in college, me and my friend went to go see Amy Sedaris do, like, a book reading, and we, like, brought her a present, yeah. and we were like, oh, my God, we are so original. And then, like, of course, she's going to love this. Yeah. She didn't even look at it obviously she oh, put really? it on the pile of the other presents <laughs> oh. and we're like oh of course there's a pile it was a big moment for me I was like of course there's a pile of presents a little yeah. bit of your innocence this is just like yeah. shit she has to carry on the plane now this isn't even like she, bring, she brings yeah. extra suitcases just for all yeah. this stuff yeah yeah it's, but, but it's, you can't get mad because it's, yeah. the, it's, it's, so, it's so nice yeah. it's it like yeah yeah, yeah yeah but it's weird then because then people do stuff to try to make you remember them and they're doing like weird stuff <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah it, sure. it encourages like a weird. Yeah, have you're seen... sending you slam poetry. I'm mean, <laughs> <laughs> trying to make yeah. an impression. <laughs> have you ever seen? There's a documentary on Netflix called What is it called? It's about fans of Dolly Parton. Oh, no. No, I want to see it, though. And it's about there's like one day a year when they do a parade in Dolly Parton's hometown. And I think I've heard of that. Like, I think I've yeah. heard of that, but I didn't hear about the. Is, the is she from Nashville? Where I would love from? to see the yeah. floats for that um, parade. Uh, but and and Dolly will s- sit in a car and drive down the street and wave to people uh-huh. and people dress super crazy so that she'll look at them. Yeah. Just so wow. it's this whole thing where like every year people work on their costumes just to catch her eye. So the documentary like, is they're about them making watching, their watching. Yeah, kind of. Oh and it's God. about it's like profiling wow. all these different Dolly Parton fans. Oh my um, God. Yeah, isn't that interesting? It's, it's like really, a weird sort of like the people who are watching the parade are the ones who are like working the hardest. On. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, I remember like I – it does mean a lot when you meet people because I remember when I first started doing comedy and I got to do a show that Jim Gaffigan was on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was, I'm a huge fan and, and – I called my mom. Like when I found out, oh, that's oh, how. That's man. how. Yeah. yeah, I was like, "You want to, my mom doesn't know who he is." And yeah. I was like, "I'm going to be on the show." It's got Jim Gaffigan. Cause I, like, cause, and I was like, probably a Jim year Gaffigan in the is like the perfect person who like comedians are so excited to perform yeah. with, and then you can't tell anyone about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you need one person that you can text or call who you can freak out to, right? About exactly. The yeah. Celebrity you're sitting next yeah. to, and then just forget about it. Yeah. And right. Not mention it. Yeah. Don't even get your picture taken with yeah. them. Oh no! Just exactly. Like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. so. I ha- that was like when I first moved to New York. That was like the first time when I did a show with like someone who mm-hmm. like blew my mind. It was like Jim. It was oh, Jim wow. when I first yeah, moved to New York. Also, I was, like, like, he's very accessible. He'll do like a yeah, lot of shows. He'll do yeah. like random like you know basement shows and oh, stuff yeah. like that. Oh, wow. And he it was just the at, first. At, I did a Mike at Ochi's and he did that. Oh man, yeah. yeah it's like. And that was like my first like, oh my god, New York is fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Jim Gaffigan just drops in on your show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he talked to me. He watched yeah. my set. Like, oh my God. Yeah. And then like a couple months later, I saw him on the street and before I even like registered that it was him, I just I was like, Oh, a face I recognize. I was like I waved. Uh-huh. And then he like kind of had a look on his face like, Okay. And then waved back at me <laughs> as we were passing. And I was like, Oh God! <laughs> what did I just do? But he won't remember. He won't remember. No, yeah, he won't. Yeah. And I that happens and all the time. It I'm took sure. forever yeah. for him and to actually know. I don't even know if he time. still even knows my name. But he I was knows just who like, I am. it wasn't even like the kind of thing where if it would be so much weirder for me to go up to him now and apologize for waving to him. Yeah, you know, no, that's no, like the yeah, craziest you thing you could possibly do. And it's also nothing to apologize for. Yeah, all you did was wave. But at the time, I was like, I can't believe I'm one of those people who just like how I just like assume that I. 
can just wa- a wave to Jim Gaffigan. You know what I mean? My sister, t- my older sister, has a story where she used to work on like Broadway and 59th Street, and it was like rush hour one day, and it was jam packed, like insane, like you know how rush hour. Yeah. yeah. And she said, in the distance, she saw, like not in the distance, but like not that far away, she sees Ray Liotta, and she <laughs> full on makes eye contact with Ray Liotta, and they're both looking at themselves, and they're just like standing there staring at each other. But like it probably a little bit lasted a second, but it, in that second, because nobody else realized he was there, and it was like also he was like probably more well known than he is now. Yeah, he gave her a look like, please don't, like like he made like a face like, please don't say you like don't make any sound, don't know yeah. like like, and then she oh. just didn't do anything, and then they both just left. Oh my oh, god. Wow. <laughs> But you must have to do that sometimes. Like, yeah. I'm so in a rush. And if you. And that you're like, even if you do that, it's still going to be a story. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, even yeah, if you yeah. just make eye contact with someone, they're going to tell the story. Yeah, about. right, exactly. Yeah. Oh, God, it's got to be so weird. You can't ride the subway at a certain point. Right. That's why yeah. you don't see. I, like, you, I, don't think, I don't know if I've ever seen a celebrity on the subway. I mean, I've seen that video of Jay-Z on the subway where he talks to that woman who doesn't know who he you is. You were there yeah. on the subway? No, no, no. I've just oh, seen the yeah, video yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's actually <laughs> a great video. That video yeah. is so set up, though. Is that set up by him, that video? It had to have been, Yeah, right? I yeah, mean, yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. part of his like promotion yeah. for like, the new Barclays Center. But it was, that was definitely yeah. a real conversation. But it was oh, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, um, we should go to expert hour soon, I think. Can you stick around for that? I should be. Well, uh be like 15 yeah. minutes. 15 minutes? Yeah, 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 yeah. totally. Yeah, I just um, have to, yeah. Yeah, you can leave whenever you want. No, you know, I can, you I can should storm be out. Yeah. yeah. Um, if, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if people want to find out more about you, when it, when do you know yet when your set airs on? No, I think it's the fall, but I don't know exactly a date. Okay, well, keep your eyes out. Everyone DVR Adam Devine's house party when it Yay, starts being promoted. Do yeah. it, please. And if people want to follow you on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Shawnee Time on Twitter. That's S E A N Y T I M E. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and everyone should listen to your podcast. Yes. Right? Yes. My po- podcast, My Dumb Friends, it's on iTunes. Yeah. Check it out. Okay. Me and Dan St. Germain. Sean Donnelly, everybody. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Hang on. What does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We need an expert. We need an expert. We need an expert hour. Welcome back to Baby Geniuses. Um, <laughs> oh, that's the first time we've said the name of the show this episode. Really? I think so. No, we did. We said it at the beginning. <laughs> it's just been a long day. Um, God. I'm excited to bring on our, our expert this week. Uh, he's an expert in scary stories. Now, in spooky stories. Oh, spooky, oh, spooky. stories. Spooky that's different. Stories. <laughs> Please welcome Mr. Courtney. Yay! Hi. Thank, thank you, you so for much having for having me. Oh, thank you for being here. <laughs> um, it's not exactly seasonal because it's not Halloween right now, but we yeah. figured who doesn't love a good summer scare, you know, campfire mm-hmm. stories for when you're camping and things yeah, like that. Camping season's coming up, and yeah. a lot of cultures have a Halloween type holiday all throughout the year. So, oh, I mean, yeah. It, oh, really? it, this is okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's perfect for any time of year. Um, so, are you? Wh- what is the nature of your expertise? Do you um, study scary stories from across other spooky cultures? stories? Spooky, sorry, spooky <laughs> stories. <laughs> Emily, please go on, get it right. I'm, <laughs> I'm really sorry. Uh, so, you you study spooky stories from? Yes. Okay, is there like a particular uh, type of spooky story that you specialize in, or? Uh, 
I'm going to say I like them when they're really spooky. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Me too. No, I like ones that just have (laughs) motifs of eeriness Mm -hmm. and what's going on. That's a motif I like a lot. What's going on? So like sort of like confusion mm -hmm. as like Yeah, you don't know what's happening quite. Sort of. What's this? Yeah. So like the Blair Witch Project sort of Mm -hmm. like. That movie where it's like it's just really like they just don't really know what's going on. I, I liked the script for that. I uh, didn't like the movie that much. <laughs> just the script. Yeah, because the it kind of takes the story element out of it. Right. If you think about it. I, okay. I didn't. What is the script for that movie like? I, th- yeah. I feel like a lot of I the fear in that movie or... is just sort of like shaky camera work and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So well, I guess that's it's not ran really in your the script. Your wheelhouse. So, yeah. um, how did you get interested in the field? Well, I had a very spooky upbringing. <laughs> I always remember a lot of weird things happening in my house that I couldn't explain. Oh. Like every December, there'd be this strange man named Santal that would come to my house. <laughs> Santal? Is that what you said? I think so. I don't remember it that well. What did he look like? Uh, he had uh, big hands. I remember the hands. Oh, that is and, scary. Big hands are kind of... Yeah, yeah. and also... Mm-hmm. Uh, Big legs and a big belly. It's very scr- so. He's a big guy. Yeah, yeah. big guy. The hands were maybe proportional. Yeah, He'd sneak into our house. And um, what? How often did he come? Once every year. Yeah. Was it? Was it December? December twenty fourth. Hmm. Twenty fourth or twenty fifth? I can't okay. remember which. <laughs> okay. it was spooky. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I do think that might have been Santa Claus. Hmm? Santa Claus, the oh, mythical. He spooky. He's well, <laughs> yeah. Let me get yeah. I know this was Santal. Santal. <laughs> so how did you? Did you? You saw him? Yeah. Oh wow. Did he and say anything it, to you? Uh, he kind of said like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure the pronunciation? I. Uh, I mean, childhood I, I memories are so, always a little it's so different. And I mean, that's the kind of the point of spooky stories is they change a little yeah, bit as you tell them. That's why I like them. You yeah. don't quite know what happened. Yeah. And so do you do storytelling in public? Absolutely or? not. Oh, no. really? No. Like a lot of experts in my field, I don't myself partake in it. It's like how theologians are not often, you know, clerics or priests. And uh-huh. most baseball announcers have never played the sport, don't know anything about it. I just, so you're just here to yeah. I just know a lot it. about. So you're not a writer. Stories. You're not not, a, not at all. Okay. I wish. I wish I had that in me. <laughs> but so, I. Um, so you're just like talking about spooky stories. Yeah, I never had the attention to really tell and write a story. I have what I, I have. What's called ADD. Oh, okay. um, that sounds spooky. Actively doubting dad. <laughs> and because of that, I never could really focus on anything as an adult. I just wish. I wish there was a term for that. Uh, yeah, I, I I think there is, but we'll just write it down for you later. I think. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, if yeah. you email me or mm-hmm. so. What what's your um what's your favorite spooky story? I'd have to say my favorite spooky story is the haunted house that caught on fire. Oh, I've never <laughs> heard of that one. Yeah, it's what a, happens in that story? Well, it's a haunted house. (laughs) One a lot like this house. (laughs) And there were bumps and creaks and squeaks every night. 
and the people living inside got very scared. <laughs> What's going on? What's happening? Your Did favorite. That, That's your favorite. I know. Yeah. You're getting right into it. <laughs> and then it caught on fire and burned to the ground. Oh, that's so scary. So everybody, yeah. did everybody die? It was, they weren't. It was it was empty at the time due to the financial <laughs> crisis. And, um, oh. Repoed by the bank. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Is this, is this a spooky insurance claim? Is that what this, <laughs> this one is? <laughs> no, it's. I like it because there is two of, reasons it's bones, spooky. But, you know. It's well, it's too, I didn't tell the whole story. <laughs> oh, okay. There's a cat Highlights. inside it. Too. There's sometimes, a cat inside. Sometimes. So okay. So are there are there like different categories of scary of spooky stories? Oh, well, most definitely. Okay. You know, you have your. Of course, like your tier one spooky story, which captures some things that are a little eerie, a little bit off-putting. And then you have your tier two, which delves right into Satanism. There's a big divide. People talk about putting in a tier 1.5, but I disagree. (laughs) 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 Who's people? The other people who are experts in spooky stories? Um, You have a community? There's a small community. Um, Spooky story experts. We're working on you have a to say more it concise like that name. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, do you? What's the difference between a spooky, scary, and a, a spooky story and a scary story? Because you made that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I would say a spooky story just kind of makes you shiver a little bit. Uh-huh. It's which is kind of like a shimmy but slower. <laughs> Unexpected. <laughs> Sounds like an ASMR response. Yeah. A lot of the people that are good dancers just started off by getting scared. That's a little fast. <laughs> is that how it happened? Really? Yeah. I th- I don't know if it's true or not, but it feels right. <laughs> yeah. Um well, that's the perfect for this show. <laughs> yeah. Uh okay, and then so that's what a spooky story is. Yeah. And what's a scary story? A scary story is like, ooh, like it, it actually scares you, oh. whereas a spooky story doesn't. Yeah. Oh, okay. ah, this is hard to explain. So it's like shivers as opposed to actual real f- uh, yeah, adrenaline. It's not yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. It, okay. It doesn't bring on like a flight or fight uh, response. Yeah. A spooky story. It's just kind of, well, that, was, that was that. Yeah. I guess it was scary, but it wasn't. <laughs> so do you... Like, a lot of spooky stories, I'd say, Mm -hmm. revolve around stuff like haunted houses, ghosts, paranormal activity, Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. like that. Creatures. Do you believe in ghosts? I absolutely believe in ghosts. You do? Oh, that Mm -hmm. helps. Yeah, that does. I think there are ghosts in my house. I think there are ghosts inside all of us. Some people call them souls. But I don't call them that. They're pre-ghosts. They're pre-ghosts. Oh. Okay, that Ooh. makes sense. Mm-hmm. So Pre, what? Pre-ghosts. Starter ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> are some ghosts scary and some ghosts not? Well, I think they're all scary. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely spooky. <laughs> <laughs> um, but some are nice and some are sinister. Oh. That's that's the difference. That's they're, the difference. They're always scarce because we can't understand them. Where did you come from? What are you doing? Yeah. These are questions we can't even answer. Yeah. But ghosts know it. Have you ever come in contact with any of these ghosts? Aside okay, from now, Sontal. a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of people would say, "No, you're you're just imagining things." But I think I have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this happened, I guess, a couple years ago. 
I was in my house. Yeah. I was reading one of my favorite spooky stories, The Loud Teenagers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's that story about? Well, okay. detour. Let's hear that one. Well, that's about some teenagers <laughs> that are having a party next door. <laughs> and it gets really loud. And everyone's calling the police. Why are, you being, why are these teens being so loud? And everyone's like, well, we can't have to stop this. And the house burns down. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Where did yeah. you read that story? I wrote. I read it in a uh, small online community that means from the other spooky story experts uh, <laughs> oh. often frequent. Oh. Okay. And it's definitely fiction? Well, that's what makes that's, it spooky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is it? I don't know. What happened? <laughs> okay. No, so you were, reading, you were reading this story. I was reading this story. And suddenly I hear a scratch, 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 scratch against the window. Yeah. And I look outside. And do you know what I saw? What? Nothing. <laughs> Whoa. So I go back to work. Right. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I hear scratch, 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 scratch. And I'm like, I already looked. I'm not looking again. <laughs> and I go outside to see maybe there's a branch. I can't see it or something. Uh-huh. Shine a flashlight. And while I'm outside, a small fire catches in my house. Whoa. Wow. Wait, what? A lot of fires. Yeah, I yeah. gotta say. <laughs> I think fires are some of the spookiest things you can have. Yeah, I mean, I they're also just what like. What caused them? Where did they come from? Uh, <laughs> what did, did they find out what caused the fire in your house? Yeah, it was an iron I'd left on. Oh, oh. God, gotta be careful about that. Yeah. Wait, so what, what part of this story do you think was a ghost? Hmm? Because we, we, you got into that story because we asked if you had ever encountered a ghost. Ah, I'm sorry, I lost focus. <laughs> I have this condition. I don't know. Oh, right. My father was very doubtful. Uh, yeah. He told me, you'll never be an artist, but look at me now, you know? Yeah. I'm looking at you. Are you an artist? I'm not. I am not an artist. <laughs> but, you know, it was still rude. Yeah, that's true. Do you take any medicine for this condition? No. I, I, it, it's not a widely covered condition. <laughs> I mean, it sounds similar to attention deficit disorder. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh. Which has the same... Which can help... It can help you focus. Yeah, I no, just... You might want to ask your doctor about it. Yeah, maybe yeah. some... Okay, yeah, some I'll, I'll, I'll talk to him. Yeah, it might make it easier for you to, uh, you know... Study. Study, yeah. study spooky stories. And also, it sounds like a lot of times... Um, when it seems like a ghost, it's just like a sound distracts you and then you go somewhere. Yeah, or maybe that's... you forget about leaving a fire on. In yeah, your house. fire on, yeah. Yeah. Are you just forgetful? Sorry, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm really – why is everyone laughing? Sorry. Let's, let's get let's back to on. the topic at yeah. hand. Um I understand you. You brought some some things to share. Like, what what do you feel like we should know more about about? Well, I've been going through and I've been making a list of some of the things I think make spooky stories spooky. Okay, okay, so yeah, I have a list right. of just yeah. the spookiest uh, ghosts. Number one, yeah, yes. very spooky. Agreed. Uh, creaks and squeaks. Yes. I don't mean a small body of water either. <laughs> 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 We're having fun. <laughs> um, following that, small bodies of water. 
Oh, okay. Like a creek. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, elderly people that know too much. Oh. See that on stories. You can't go in there, kids. Oh, well, why not? What's going on? What happened? Yeah. Uh, they won't tell you, but they, they know. Theme again. They know. Jessica Fletcher. They, prob- yeah. they probably know the person who died and turned into a ghost. Yeah, <laughs> that's it's true. Kind of the implication. I think. Uh, rope. Uh, things that are scary. That's okay, that's a, that's an item on your list of things that are spooky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, people being loud. Uh, <laughs> oh, like from the teenagers being loud story. That's where I got that oh, one. Yeah, okay. That's where I got that. Yeah. Uh, spooky mysteries. <laughs> uh, dogs barking or otherwise. <laughs> So any, Otherwise, any meaning, dog. yeah. If mm-hmm. a dog is silent, it can be spooky. But if a dog is barking nonstop and you can't figure out why, that's spooky too. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. they can sense ghost dogs. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Right? Dogs definitely see ghosts. Um, about, can they sense ghost dogs? Like dogs that are ghosts? You think? Uh, dogs don't have ghosts. Okay, uh, <laughs> it's a point of contention. But since they don't have souls, they don't have ghosts. So that movie, all dogs go to heaven. Bullshit. Just bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Well, unless they're talking about like, like an Applebee's or some kind of other Earth heaven. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they allow them in. Okay, so yeah. I guess yeah. no. <laughs> Applebee's, if you're listening. <laughs> you, I like that, ty- that that phrase. Do you have any other Earth Heaven? Do you have yeah, a list of Earth Heavens that's a good question. that you go to that you frequent? We can get to it after you finish this list. All right, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sorry. Okay, I thought you were um, done with that list. I'm, yeah. I apologize. Um, <laughs> other things that make a uh, story scary uh, pride. <laughs> <laughs> Huh. Well, I can go into this house and no one's smarter than me when well, you're dead. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the house is going to burn down probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. true. There's yeah. a lot of those. I like that <laughs> twist. Yeah. And uh, fire. Fires. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is – it's the opposite of an earth heaven. It's an earth hell. <laughs> it's an earth hell fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless you believe in like a very emotional hell. In that case, you need like a fiery emotion, like passion or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like right. a whorehouse or a or some or a pornography video store. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're, you know, very passionate. Ooh, there's – or a Spanish restaurant, very passionate. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of a fiery emotion. You know, not everything. Do you yeah. think it helps to tell these stories near fire, like a campfire or like a fireplace? Well, that or? depends. There's a few traditional locales uh, for – sorry, I said it with a Spanish inflection yeah, no, in its, its okay. native tongue. Um, there's a few locales that you can have a spooky story at mm-hmm. that the location itself makes it spookier. Uh, fires is definitely one. High up mm-hmm. on the list. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, also, very cold places. <laughs> like oh, an yeah. open refrigerator or draft, <laughs> a drafty window. Uh, well, okay. Uh, for we're running out of time. Are, do you have any tips for people who want to, you know, have a spooky story night? A spooky story night. That's a fun idea. Yeah. Um, yes. First off, pop some popcorn. <laughs> have a good yeah. time. No yeah. reason to be hungry. Yeah. <laughs> Hungry is never spooky. Yeah. Plus, if you get scared and you can you can shake the bowl mm-hmm. and they'll fly everywhere and it'll oh, be yeah. like dramatic. if you have a if you have someone taking a photo with the popcorn whoop yeah. goes up, that's a fun yeah. fun thing. <laughs> <laughs> Not spooky though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, blankets. Not enough for everyone though, so everyone has to cuddle together, wrap oh, themselves okay. up. Oh. Um, I would definitely say flashlights. 
Oh, yeah, to shine on your face from mm-hmm. below. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or at your window to see what's scratching it. Irons. Just for that little, what's going on? Is there, the, the, will something happen? The danger, I would say, let's recommend not, not leaving them on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It did make that night very spooky. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I guess, you know, yeah. safety first, like a, a condom or two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's this on this one? Wow, I did not expect it to go that round. You would be very impressed by what a spooky story can do to a prospective date Whoa. or a group really? of people. Or a Mr. Group. Courtney. Yeah. <laughs> Please, that's my father's name. Call me. <laughs> well, you, uh, Mr. You'd call me Mr. Carter. <laughs> <laughs> my father and I have the same name. So it's yeah. true. That's my father's name. But Wait, is your first name Mr.? Mm-hmm. It's not, that's not a prefix? No, no, it's Mr. Courtney. What? what? Mr.? So your name's Mr. Mr. Courtney? Well, when my family came here from Spain, um, the immigration officers, I, I guess, didn't know Spanish. So my father, or my great-grandfather, Senor Courtney, mm-hmm. um, when they translate to English is Mr. Courtney, oh, okay. and we stuck with him. Oh, wow. Okay. Wait, so his first name was Senor? No, that was oh. Lost. He oh. didn't know. He was he very. Didn't know. Yeah. And uh. so they just were like, well, I guess we have to name all our kids this too. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, well, we're running out of time. Is there any you know, parting words you wanted to leave our audience with? Um, <laughs> you know, you've I'd already like given us some valuable tips. Just one thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was a dark, stormy <laughs> night in the studio. <laughs> and suddenly, from a long, distant place, the four or five people making the <laughs> podcast heard an ominous noise. Uh-huh. Scratch, scratch, scratch. Scratch, scratch, scratch. <laughs> what is it? What's oh, going on? oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's Santo. It's Santo. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's it. I, yeah. I did my best. <laughs> really good. Uh, okay, it's time now for What Did I Learn? What did I learn? Lisa, what did you learn today? <laughs> I learned that Santa Claus is a spooky monster. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, all right, that's good enough. <laughs> yeah, that's Mr. Yeah. Courtney, that's what did you learn today? I learned that apparently there's a name for what I'm suffering, and that there is help, and I, I, I don't have to be afraid anymore. Yeah, Aww. I don't think you do. No. <laughs> Sean, what did you learn today? I learned, uh, we kind of glo- glossed over it, that rope is spooky. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we had a list of things, then you're just like, all of a sudden you went, rope, and then you just moved on. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, do you want to elaborate? I mean, twine isn't scary. <laughs> oh, it has to be full on rope. Yeah, if you okay. think about it, rope is just a lot of tiny ropes. Yeah. But where do they come from? You know? What's going on, right? Yeah. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. What's come? going on? <laughs> uh, what did I, you learn, Emily? I learned a lot about Jessica Fletcher's backstory that I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> what, which one? Which fact didn't you know that well, Sean, a 35-year-old married man, told you? <laughs> <laughs> Who shouldn't I guess know I knew, it? I guess I knew that she was a widow, but I didn't realize they ever relocated her to New York. Yes, there's a yeah. whole bunch of episodes. Yeah, she's I gotta, in New York. I gotta get back into it. And I think she goes back to Cabacove. Yeah, point. and also Cab- <laughs> uh, here's a fact: Cabacove is not a real place. 
And how do oh, I know yeah. that? Because I looked it up because I wanted to go there. <laughs> Wow. I wanted to go there. Oh, my and God. And then it's, it's some town in California that I will maybe go to. Well, yeah. If you go to Universal Studios, they take you by the place where she rides her bike. If you really? Go the Universal oh, Studios really? Store, it might not be there anymore, but yeah. Wait, that's a set? Yeah. No. In in the opening credits when she rides her bike, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But there's yeah. another part where they have like where the boats are and stuff. That's yeah. a yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. I won't shatter that, that myth for you. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, please rate and subscribe us on iTunes. Um, follow us on Twitter. I'm at Mr. Emily Heller. I'm at Lisa Draws. Thanks to Cave Comedy Radio and my brother for doing our theme songs. Thanks, Nate. Um, what else do we need uh, to say? I'm going to be in Chicago uh, June 14th through 16th. So you should come see me. I'm going to do some signings and readings and stuff. Oh, cool. Yeah. I don't know if this is going to come out in time for that. Probably. Maybe not. We have a few more episodes to release before this one. We'll see. We'll see. Um, and I'm going to be in L.A. doing shows and stuff. So come to that if you live in L.A. How about that? Check the internet for yeah. dates. Check the internet for dates and lots of information. Uh, <laughs> email us at babygeniusespodcast at gmail.com. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses.